Hey guys, welcome back to the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to our main sponsor, DrivenToEmpowerYou.org. Now I'm here to introduce you to this powerful and insightful new book entitled Don't Kill Your Vision for Another Man's Baby. This book is a quick read to help us get through these uncertain times that we're all facing right now. Written by Willette M. Hurst, the owner of Driven to Empower You LLC, along with so many other viewpoints, she reminds us that every human being in this earth has at least one gift that is unique and singly deposited in us, but only a few are waking up to discover their endowment. And she wants to remind us all that no matter what it looks like or what it feels like, 2020 is still perfect vision. Get your very own copy of Don't Kill Your Vision for Another Man's Baby today, available on Amazon. Now, let's get into this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Condify Robinson, and I'm so glad to have you all here with us today. If you guys don't know what this podcast is, this is the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast. It stems out of the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine, which is a magazine founded by me and my brother. It talks about entertainment, fashion, news, health, all these things that other magazines do. But what takes us a step further is we are a magazine that is for teens by teens. And we're talking about things that schools aren't teaching us, like financial literacy, creating business, becoming leaders, mental and physical wellness, sex trafficking, bullying, all these important topics that we really need to know. And what takes this podcast a step further is we are talking to youth, teens, and adults, and we're sharing their incredible stories, successes, failures, and all their advice so that we can accumulate it and just grow and thrive through their wisdom and inspiration. So I hope you guys are, you know, settled and here with us because we have an amazing episode ahead of us today. I'm super excited because this guest has a dear place in my heart. She is an international recording artist, playwright, best-selling author, entrepreneur, magazine editor, and mother, my mother to be exact. Let's welcome Miss Butterby Rocca. Hey, mom. Hey, son. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That's awesome. How did How does it feel being interviewed by your son? You know, this is this is really cool um, to be interviewed by you. This is oh cool. Gosh. Yeah, this is funny. This is funny. It's cool because during this quarantine, we're kind of forced to just be in this household together. So I wanted to take this opportunity to come and you know let the people get to know you because you're a fantastic person. You've done such amazing things. Thank you, babe. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you have, like, a proud mom moment when your oldest son brought home his graduation diploma today? Yes. Um, so today, a little earlier today, we had to go pick up um, uh, the my son's cap and gown, DeCorey's cap and gown, and um, we they did a drive-by cap and gown. <laughs> so it was real cool because, of course, you know, he's not able to walk. Um, none of the seniors are able to walk so to see him have his cap and gown was you know was really cool and um, it was a very proud moment seeing the smile on his face absolutely absolutely so let's get into these questions my first question is how did your singing career begin how long have you been in the music industry I have been singing since I was four years old Mm -hmm. um, and I started taking it serious um, when I was 13 
living in Tampa, I began um, singing in a, a singing group called NOLT, which stands for None Other Like This. Mm, that's cool. So, so who's your favorite singer? Uh, it's Brandy and Chrisette Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I know that it's I know that it's super challenging and super hard because you kind of trained me to become an artist to get your name and to you know get out there. Right. So what would you say have been some of your biggest challenges coming up in the industry? Um, the industry is really hard. I mean, it's very competitive, um, and you have to pay your dues. Um, so if you think you're going to be able to just get in here and just just get it just like that, it, it doesn't usually work like that. Um, you'll see a lot of artists where you think that they're brand new because the mainstream, you know, knows about them, but they've been doing work all over the world, you know, myself included. I tour all over the world. So, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah. So what would you say is your favorite genre of music? Why is why is music so special to you? Um, music is special because it heals the world. Um, I also think that um everybody understands music. Like you don't yeah. even have to I, I travel overseas a lot. I don't even understand what people are saying to me when they're speaking. But when I start singing, everybody is jailed, you know? So um, music, music is a, a powerful tool. It's my favorite thing in the world. One of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. I think music is actually super diverse. It comes, everyone has their own personality, their own, you know, who they are. So we all feel a different type of vibe. Like me, I know you see me every night watching or listening to Disney whenever I'm doing my chores and stuff. It gets annoying, but it, it's super special to me. I know that you have a different type of vibe with the people like, Diana Ross and all these other singers who are doing amazing things. I mean, it's just, it's really, that's the, music is one of the one things that everyone can relate to and that's special to everyone's heart. So I definitely, I definitely feel your vibe on that. Who, who, who have you worked with? Um, okay. So I've worked with, um, from Usher to Little Zane to, um, Black, TLC, Akon, um, Kanye West, Janet Jackson, um, I feel Zach Brown, Collective Soul. I feel like I'm missing some people, but you know, I've I've worked with a couple of people. That's a lot of big names. <laughs> I've worked with a few people, son. Wow. <laughs> so why'd you say son? It just felt like that was a good punchline. Oh my son. gosh. <laughs> so if you if you had the chance to rock the stage with one person, who would it be? Man, I wish I had an opportunity to work. I wished I could have worked with Michael Jackson. Mm. Um, or are you talking about somebody living? Living or dead. Okay. Michael Jackson dead. Stevie Wonder now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That would be a power. Yeah, it really is. Come yeah. on. Come on. So a part of being a singer, you know, you have all these people that you say you'd worked with and mm -hmm. you've started a foundation mm -hmm. uh, called Artist Rock the Mic. So what is Artist Rock the Mic and what, why did you found it? Um, Artist Rock the Mic is a nonprofit organization that works with um, college homeless students. So, mm -hmm. you know, I already do concerts and everything. And what uh, helped me start the foundation, there was a young lady that uh, I don't remember where I met her at, but she was asking me for some money. And she was telling me that she went to college and that she um, made all A's and she got a scholarship. And I'm like, well, if you got a scholarship, then why do you need money? Yeah. Paying for everything. And come to find out, um, 
she, she did have a scholarship, but it pays for the academic scholarship and um, athletic scholarship, but it doesn't pay for their room and board or food. Mm. And so I started, um, I, I, I found out what school she went to, which was Kennesaw State. And they have a program there called The Care. And at that particular moment, they had over 1,100 students that were um, homeless. And they was either couch hopping, which means they're going from dorm to dorm, or they were sleeping in their cars. Oh, and this particular young lady, um, when she wasn't couch hopping, she was sleeping in her car, and she was going to the gym to um, take showers, and she was eating out of the dumpster um, from the cafeteria. So, um, like I said, I've been touring, like, since you've been alive, <laughs> literally. Um, so it was it was a no-brainer um, to me when I was trying to figure out what type of, um, when I was trying to figure out what type of um, nonprofit I wanted to have, I wanted to have some something that was going to be meaningful and something that would tie into what I already do. Mm-hmm. So um, I work with a lot of independent artists as well as a lot of uh, major recording artists. So why not bring everybody together and throw these concerts and start giving back to the community? That's amazing. That's an awesome mission. I really got to commend you for that. And having been to her concerts, they get down. When it, when it, Okay, artists rock the mic, they rock the mic. I'm going to say that. So what things have your organization already done for the community? Um, well, we've done... 2000, we sent 2,000 water bottles to Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, we have given a check. We, we gave a check of $1,200 to Kennesaw State. Um, we have donated well over um, 1,000 canned can goods, um, over 500 plus coats. Um, we also partnered. What was so funny is, or not funny, what was so crazy is, um, other organizations start asking us, could we throw concerts for them and could we help them? So mm-hmm. we start kind of like doing a two, two for one yeah. where um, we would throw the concert, we would collect the money at the door, but we was also collecting um, various items. So sometimes we had two different uh, events going on in one. So, you know, sometimes we would give the coats to um, Kennesaw State. Mm-hmm. But we would give the cash money. Uh, we would partner with companies like I Will Survive, which has cancer um, patients. And so uh, they would bring um, gift cards or cash to help um, the cancer patients um, get back and forth to cancer treatments. Mm. Yeah, That's really, really cool. That's so awesome. <laughs> so what's your long-term goal for the, the nonprofit? Um, long-term is to eventually have a building where um, the kids can stay. That's that's what's up. Do you mean like in, in Atlanta? Where? where? Um, first in Atlanta. I mean, you got to start at a home base. Mm-hmm. Um, so first in Atlanta and then the branch out. So that's, awesome. that's long term. Awesome. So how can people find and be a part of it? Um, they can contact me uh, at um, artistrockthemike at gmail.com or um info at butterbiraka that's info at b-u-t-t-a-b-r-o-c-k-a and artist rock the mic is artist with an s rock the mic got it so on top of everything that you're doing you also wrote and directed a stage play yes so what was that and what was it about okay (laughs) so um the stage play is called i cheated so what it stemmed from one of my songs um, that I wrote called The Storm. Mm. And um, 
it entailed six, I had uh, six national recording artists in my very first play, and I played one of the leading roles, and it was real cool because um, it's, it's, I've always, I've acted before, and I've done a lot of plays and stuff, but to go behind the scenes and to actually, I'm a songwriter as well, but to go behind the scenes and write a play and have to figure out how the people was going to interact and 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 speak to each other and add layers um, to to each character and to see it go from just a thought to paper to then on stage was absolutely amazing. But it's about um, I cheated. So what is about the woman being fed up? The man has cheated on her multiple times and she's like okay <laughs> and, and things happen and then it takes you on this big roller coaster i can't tell you everything that happens because mm -hmm. you have to you know you gotta you gotta see it <laughs> got you so how difficult was it to get out of your comfort zone from songwriting and do something like this um it was it actually transitioned really good mm -hmm. um like i said i've done plays before and i'm a songwriter um I, I wrote the um, play with an amazing um, playwright named Donald uh, Donald Gray, and um, once I understood, because he's been doing plays for over twenty years, writing plays and stuff. So um, he offered to write the whole thing, but I didn't want him to write the whole thing. I wanted to definitely be involved, yeah. you know, with it. And once I understood the concept of how to, you know, writing a um, writing a song song is one dimensional. Uh, writing a play, you have to again have different layers that you add on because mm -hmm. you got to have this person come in and say something, and you got to think about all of your characters, where they're going to stand, what they're going to be doing, you know, and it has to make sense. So once I understood the concept, it was on. Got you. Yeah. So were there any were there any special people that were a part of it, a part of the project? Yeah, absolutely. Like I had mentioned, I had six national recording artists and. Um, Typically, um, a play usually has, you know, two big headliners, but I had six. So <laughs> it was, that was a big play. It was a, I mean, you was there. It was, it was so crazy because when I say everybody and their mama could sing, like yes. everybody from it, no role was small and every single person that was a part of the play could blow. So it was really cool. Um, um, I had um, Rico Barino, which is Fantasia's um, brother. I had uh, Robert Curry from the group Day 26. I had um, Demita um, Haddon um, Chandler, um, gospel, amazing, amazing gospel artist. I had Christopher Williams, everybody. I mean, if you old school, you know Christopher Williams. <laughs> and I mean, just his name alone had all, it had everybody. It yeah. was it was so many people there. It was an amazing, amazing show. Awesome. It was an amazing show. And it was super humbling to see your your dream come to truth, you know, to come to truth like that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, um I mean, we we got a sponsor right away. It was on the radio. I mean, for it to be my very first play, it went very well. And um I was I was very excited. Um I got offers to take it on the road. The problem with taking it on the road, um, which is part of learning, is having six national recording artists, artists, although that's a great thing when you're trying to schedule six national recording artists, yeah. um, 
not only them but yourself who is an artist that already had other contracts and other things like that mm -hmm. that became a little hard because when you're trying to sell a ticket um they want the same people you can't tell them that these three people are going to be there yeah. and then they get there and not one of them is there or only one that, mm -hmm. that doesn't go good so it was a little hard so i had to put it on hold and then as i put it on hold uh, my schedule became, you know, busier and all of the other artists' schedules, you know, we, we, we got to keep booking. So yeah. it became a little hard. So I do plan on um, putting it back out there, but I'm going to have to revamp just a little bit. I'm going to have to scale it back just a little bit. Got it. I know that people are super excited to watch and hear about it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So going back to your, kind of your, your background in singing, mm -hmm. I know that you wrote a book. You wrote a book about kind of your story and, and how you became this big singer. Can you tell us a, a little bit about that? Of course. Um, so my book is called Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying. And I, um, I wrote it. Um, it took me four days to write the book. I was over in Hawaii on tour and we got stranded. Well, first, let me go back. I went <laughs> to an event. I was at an event in Bahamas and that I had, I sung for the prime minister of Bahamas. Mm. And there was a speaker there and the speaker said, tell your story, write your book. And it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I was scared to write a book, mm -hmm. just like I was scared to do a play. Um, because all, all I've ever known is singing. So step, stepping into anything else was very scary because it's, it's new. Um, and you don't really know you're, you like testing stuff. So, um, I was, I was very afraid to write the book, but you know, he said, tell your story. And, and I've heard plenty of people say that to me, mm -hmm. but I don't know something he said made it stick. So I think it was just time for me to actually hear it. Um, you know, a million people can say something, but if you don't want, if you're not ready to receive it, you're not going to. So this particular moment, I'm in Bahamas singing for the prime minister. The speaker speaks. He says, write the book. I said, I hear you. So I'm on tour over in Hawaii mm. and they have a hurricane, as you remember, and we got stranded and we had to stay out to sea for four days, four That's additional scary. days. So while we was out to sea, I don't have anything else to do. There's nothing but water around me. So, and I'm not, you know, you, I've been on this ship singing. So mm -hmm. I, um, I, I was in my, I was in my room. <laughs> I was in my suite and I just started writing. I didn't know where to start, but I just started. And sometimes I would start and then I had to go back to the top or I had to go back to the bottom. I just started and I wrote the book in four days and I got back home and of course I had to do some edits and had to work out um the the um what's the thing the graphics and all that type of stuff yeah. but when it actually came out um in April I became a best-selling author in 7 hours of wow. my pre-release yes so that was real cool because i mean to it's it's very hard to put out a book because uh, one of the, my fears was who's going to read it, who's going to support me, are they going to like it? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm being very transparent. I'm talking about a, a lot of ups and downs in the music industry, in my personal life, and stuff like that. And so, um, it was scary to write, you know, my personal things, mm -hmm. and it was scary to tell my story. So, um, it was really cool to you know have that experience of it become me becoming a best-selling author in seven hours. That was, that was amazing. I was yeah. like, wow. 
Yeah, and I think what's most interesting about that is you said the name of your book is Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying. Right. And I think the biggest thing about that is your fear was not trying to get your story out there and you were scared that it would fail. Would you agree with that? I was definitely scared that it would fail, um, that it would fail, but I was even more scared of not trying. Um, for me, and if you really listen to the, um, think about that, like I, I've never wanted to be that woulda, coulda, shoulda. I don't want to go to my grave when I'm, you know, in my hundred, 104 years old. I don't want to go to my grave saying, ah, oh, man, I wish I would have tried something. Yeah. I wish I would have did this. No. I'm going to do every single thing I want to do. And that's what I've taught my children. Mm -hmm. And I think what's most neat about that is that's what we're doing right now. Absolutely. Over, over this coronavirus quarantine, this is now the perfect time because we have control of time, which we never do, uh, to do whatever we want and to, you know, build ourselves, to build our brands, to become who we want to be and to make our dreams to become possible. Now is the best time to do that. So if you have a fear of not trying, Now's your time to go after and take after your dreams. So after, but uh, after going after that and after doing everything that you've done, after all the obstacles you've faced in your life, how does it feel to be at the level that you're at right now? Um, well, um, I think that if anybody is, is comfortable being where they're at, then they're not growing. That's, that's so true. So, um, I'm, I'm never, you know, at an easy pace. There's always something else that I can accomplish. There's always, there's always some type of goal, some type of something that I can learn. You know, um, you, you never stop learning. And yeah. um, well, I never stop learning. So, you know, there's so many different things that I'm trying to accomplish. I don't feel like I'm nowhere near I'm I'm just getting started. Yeah, so we we have a lot more to expect. Absolutely, absolutely. I got a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff coming up. I got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, I've turned to a lot of new hats that I didn't even think about before. Absolutely, and actually, you became injured, and that's where um, some of your your new hats came from, right? Yep. Um, so uh, December of 2018, I was getting ready for a show, and I fell. I was dancing. I fell, dislocated my shoulder, had a torn meniscus, torn ACL. Um, I had the surgery in April and uh, in April of 2019. Good. I know it was crazy. And um, I had to use a walker for three months. Well, first of all, I waited to have the surgery. And because I waited, um, because I waited to have the surgery, um, it went from a partial tear, which would have only been six weeks recovery time, yeah. to a full tear, which meant that it was a whole year. So think about this. I hurt myself in December, which immediately stopped me going on tour mm -hmm. and everything. And then I didn't have the surgery until April because I was trying to, I still had a couple of contracts. And even though I couldn't dance and I couldn't do all the stuff, I they was overseas and I couldn't um get out of the contracts so i had my dancers there and i was still trying to you know fulfill my contracts yeah. but in doing so in, in in trying to push myself i ended up injuring myself and hurting myself more so uh it's been a full year of not working not touring and everything and that has been extremely tough as you know i yeah. mean i couldn't walk <laughs> um for 3 months I literally had to use a walker and then that moved on up to a cane 
Um, it, it was very hard for me mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, I had to do physical therapy from February of 2019 to April of yes. 2020. Yes. So, and I went three times a week uh, for a whole hour each time. So it was, it was really tough. I mean, that became my job. And um, to go from touring and, and that's your, that's how I take care of my household to go from that to not doing anything at all. Um, that was hard because, you know, as a singer, you don't have a cushion. You don't have, you don't have that. Um, I'm gonna take some time, um, paid time off. You don't have that. Yeah. So it, it was very hard, um, financially for us, as you know, <laughs> and, um, but, but thankfully I had, um, some people step up and some family members and, um, and everything that, that came in and helped. So. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest, that's really really hard to go through so what would you say was your biggest push to actually overcome that and keep a positive mindset uh I would say my biggest push was you guys my my two boys because y'all was looking at me y'all was depending on me and um I didn't want to let you guys see me crumble or or see me get into a depressed state. So I tried as best as possible to stay positive. I mean, I had my moments, as you know. I had I had a lot of tearful moments because yeah. I mean it I mean everything just got everything just stopped, you know. Um I I was able to still do some shows. I mean I, I um come August of twenty of 2019 I did I was able to do a couple of shows Mm -hmm. um here and there but nothing major so you know we got through but because of that I um I well I didn't talk about the fact that I had graduated no can you tell us about that yeah yeah so um I I was in college um I went back to college I was going I went through a divorce let me say that I went through a divorce with your dad mm-hmm. and um, I needed to do something to get my mind off of going through my divorce because of course, as anybody knows, you don't get married to get divorced. Yeah. So it was tough. So I um, got back in school and I was like, well, what can I do? Um, what can I do? And I decided to go back for marketing and public relations. So I got a double major. Um, I graduated in May. Now I'll remind you, I just told y'all, that I um, had my surgery in April. <laughs> my graduation was in May, which means that in April I was doing my capstones, which is the hardest part of college. That's the hey, what all did you learn for over these all these years? You know, so it was really tough. <laughs> so, um, but I graduated with a double major, all honors, magnum cum laude, um, from Ashford University. And um, I became the first black president of the Golden Key High Honor International Society because your mother is very smart. You see? <laughs> I see. I see. That's, she got some brains. That's so awesome, especially out of all that turmoil and just difficulty, all that negativity and bad stuff. You had to go through taking care of your family, financial things, you know, keep yourself mentally stable. And you were uh, graduating the highest in your class president with everyone depending on you so you had so much pressure on your back but I know you're used to that you had pressure growing up living your whole life yeah I I I know this is going to sound very strange but the pressure pushed me to dig deeper 
And I think because I was so busy with school and with so many other things, I didn't have time to sit and really say, dang, I can't walk. Yeah. I mean, I had those moments, but I didn't have those moments. And I'm going to tell you something. You take for granted uh, not being able to uh, – you take for granted raising your arm or walking properly and stuff like that. I told you I had dislocated my shoulder. So mm-hmm. I couldn't, I had no range of motion in my left shoulder for six months. Mm-hmm. I couldn't raise it past halfway. Anything I would put in my hand, as you know, from my cell phone, any of that stuff, mm-hmm. it was super heavy and I couldn't keep it in my hand. And then I could barely walk. Mm-hmm. I could walk a couple of minutes and then I had to sit down. So it was, it was very, very tough, but I tried to, as best as possible, I tried to keep myself busy. And so in keeping busy, you guys formed your magazine. Yep. I became the editor in chief and started learning how to design magazine covers and and doing a lot of designs and y'all y'all started writing and we started learning how to do a magazine which mm-hmm. we had never done before yep so there's been a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah absolutely and even out of that you created your own public relations firm and podcast can you tell us a little bit about those absolutely so i mean it makes no sense to be uh, in debt from college and not use your degree. So, (laughs) and, um, not to mention, I had to figure out some additional ways to bring in some money because I wasn't touring. I mean, I've been touring, uh, I've been touring, um, full time since 2007 and that's been my only income. Um, I have toured all over the world. So to, go from that I had to figure out some additional things so here I am I'm hurt I can't work I'm I'm not bringing in any money the phone calls are not coming in but the bills still happen you know Mm -hmm. and I have no control over that I called them and said hey I'm hurt but they didn't care so I had to figure it out so I started um my my PR firm it's called O Robinson PR Media Group I have several clients underneath me but I mean I'm brand new so um, we've accomplished a lot so far, um, from national placements on TV to, um, national publications on, in magazine, other magazines and paid commercials and stuff like that. So it's been, it's been very, um, humbling to be able to get my clients, um, you know, work and everything, but uh, again, I'm new. So, mm-hmm. and if I can cut you off, I actually really want to you know commemorate you because she's been doing amazing just this just this thing back here she designed herself a robinson pr media firm i say it in almost every uh, you know episode thank you so much because she works so hard guys i live with her literally i see her on the computer all day and night she has this robe that she wears (laughs) it's a red robe and when she goes downstairs or upstairs on her little couch and she starts typing she does not stop but everything she does she does for others and her pr firm really does do the work she really is dedicated to her work. She loves helping people. You know, it's it's awesome at what she does. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. That was really sweet. Mm-hmm. But I'm just being transparent here, which is why I'm going to ask you about your podcast. Okay, so 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 now it's April. I'm super excited. I'm about to get released. You know, it's been a little over a year and a half, a little almost a year and a half ish from my knee injury. So mm-hmm. I'm really ready to get back on the road, right? Yeah. And then what happens? Coronavirus. Ooh. So 
Now I'm like, oh my God, because I had some shows lined up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was like, okay, well, what can I do? Because no money is coming in again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you had started your part your podcast. Yep. Um, Terrence has started his podcast, which is my boyfriend. He has started his podcast. And um I've always wanted to do a podcast. Why not now? Yep. You know, so I started my podcast. It's called Transparency Podcast. And I um talk to other entertainers, which you know, that's easy for me to do, and entrepreneurs, and we discuss um our trials and triumphs. And um it's been really, really cool because I've been able to talk to a lot of a lot of my friends that are major players in the music industry yeah. and mil- uh, a millionaire. I, I have a couple of friends. So yeah. I have some really cool guests and everything. And uh, the thing about it is like, you know, a lot of people think they see, they see an artist on stage or, you know, working with all these people and they just assume one, they assume they just filthy rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they, they assume that they never have any type of problems yeah. and everything. And so I think that this um, podcast was very important to come out with now um, to really share our stories. I mean, yeah, it's cool to see all of the glitz and glamour, but you really need to know that sometimes, you know, it does get rough. I mean, there is there are amazing times, but, you know, it's, it sometimes also gets rough because I'm human or we're human. So Absolutely. So you're peeling back the layers on kind of what it is behind the stage, behind what people see. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That's awesome. Would you be able to give us just two examples of people from your podcast? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have um, um, national recording artist Tony um, Tony Terry, and um, he really actually his story is coming out tomorrow, Ooh. and so you're hearing it first. But he really gives some great insight on um his song when i'm with you Mm. and how how the song became this mega song um so i'm super excited about that and um i also had the pleasure of talking to mr desmond mead Mm. um he was um last year 2019 named one of the 100 top influential um people in the world and this man has been a friend of mine for ever since I was 14 years old. He started as my bodyguard <laughs> in Florida um, when I was on tour with um, Queen Latifah. Mm. And he has went from he has went from being a bodyguard to he fell into some very hard times after his mother passed, got on drugs, I mean, jail, you know, all this type of stuff. But when he went to jail, he turned his whole life around and started studying, got back into school, eventually became a lawyer, eventually became, start doing all this stuff. And, um, he did, uh, he created a reform, um, got a reform bill passed for felons, um, for ex-felons to be able to vote again mm. or to be able to vote. And he's had the most, um, I think it was over, I don't want to give you the wrong number, but I think it was over like 14,000 uh, 14, um, uh, signatures. It was, some, it was some crazy, crazy number. Wow. And it's one of the highest numbers that um, any state has pulled. So that sounds like literal history. It is history. Actually, it is. Um, and that's why he 
he was under the icon um, uh, tab, which had Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. It had um, uh, Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift. And he was in there. That's so awesome. And he went, I mean, to go from this to that is like, what? Yeah. So um, I shared his story actually last week and it was amazing. So I um, definitely think if you have time, you can go um, listen to Transparency Podcast. You can see it on YouTube, but you can also listen to it on Spotify, um, where am I? Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google, Podcasts. Google Podcasts, I would say. So, yeah. that's, that's awesome. So, Mama, and I could really use this information. How do you juggle, you know, life, work, and uh, dealing with me and my brother, Big Ed? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Oh, my God. Y'all drive me crazy. Um, okay. Say the question again so I can get serious. Let me put my serious face on. How do you, how do you juggle life, work, and dealing with your, your family? Um... It's very hard, you know, at times. I try to prioritize um, mm -hmm. sometimes. I try to not let it only be about work um, because I do have two boys at home and um, y'all are the most important people in my life. Um, so I try to, you know, I try to carve out time for me being mom and then carve out time for me being butter. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's um, I don't know, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I get you. I get you. But obviously, you have to have a strong mindset to be able to juggle all that. And on top of you having a strong mindset, you also have a strong determination. So let me ask, who would you say is your inspiration for what you do? Um, my inspiration is my mom. My mom is a tough cookie herself. So the apple doesn't fall far, far from the tree. She, um, she, uh, like when I was 14, 15, she I don't even know if you know this. She put every she poured everything into my career. Mm -hmm. I mean, she moved us from Tampa to um, Atlanta because we was going back and forth almost every weekend working with Bobby Brown and with Usher. Wow. And so she took she she took she moved out of her house and moved us up to Atlanta um, for my career. And she was my manager and she was really pushing us and all this type of stuff. And then after I had kids and, you know, moved on to my own stuff, um, she finally went back to college herself. She had always wanted to go to college. And so she went back to college. But what was crazy about um, her situation, my first, my grandmother passed, uh, but before she passed, she was sick and she um, would have to, had to keep going back and forth to um, Kentucky. So my mom is, was a nurse or is a nurse and she was doing 12 hour shifts. Mm -hmm. Then she, was in school, um, taking classes online, and every single weekend, she was driving back and forth to Kentucky, and she maintained an A, and she had a double major, and wow. she did that, uh, she did that for eight months before my grandmother passed, and then after my grandmother passed, my granddad got sick, and my mom was still in college, Man. and still maintained it, but since, since then, she, before she even graduated, she lost her mother, her brother, her sister, and my granddad. That's so that's hard. four people, but she was still able to go to work, 12-hour shifts as a nurse. Y'all know they work hard. Mm -hmm. Still maintain her grades with a double major. And now she graduated from that school, and now she's 
back in school because she's about to become a doctor. That's so so amazing. She absolutely, if she can do it, I can do it. Let's let's give her let's give her a shout out. I would definitely like to give a shout out to my mama, Miss Rosalind Elliott. Absolutely, and I definitely want to. Uh, while we're talking about Miss Rosalind, who is a nurse, I want to give a shout out to all the medical and people that are really helping affect and helping treat everyone during this whole pandemic. It's a tough time and we really couldn't do it without you guys. So thank you so much. And actually I'll be speaking to Rosalind Elliott in a future episode of the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast. So uh, stay tuned for that. But, uh, <laughs> mom, <laughs> I think I scared for a second. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because it, it's weird hearing you call me butter. And I'm like, you know, for this show, yes. <laughs> No, your your legal name to me is Mama. Right. Let's let's keep that straight. So let me ask, what is your dream? Um, my dream has changed. Um, mm. my dream used to be to tour all over the world, which I, I I tour I tour all over the world, but I haven't been everywhere. Yeah. So, um, my dream was to win a Grammy, and it's so many things that I want. Yeah. But now my dream also includes um, really seeing you and your brother flourish. Um, you know, when you're young, you don't really know what you're gonna do. I knew I I I've always known you're gonna play drums. Mm -hmm. I've I know that you're a musician all day, all day long. I I know I know. <laughs> and and you get your singing from me. Yep. You rap. I don't know how to rap. Well, I do know how to rap. I don't know how to write raps. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you, you basically get your talent from me. Yep. But the point is, I knew that you was going to be a musician, but I didn't know what else. And now to see, you know, you're this businessman and you're really about your business and, and you're super creative and uh, I learned graphics and now you know how to do graphics. Yep. I, I'm in the studio, you know, doing recordings and now, you know, you're, you're, you're right behind me doing all the stuff and it's real cool, you know, being in the studio with you, bouncing off of ideas and everything. You're actually on two songs with me now and we got a big, big uh, surprise coming up really, really soon that is going to drop um, and he's on that and to, you know, perform with my son, like, who wouldn't love that? That's yeah. like amazing. So um, I have I have a lot of dreams for you and your brother. I, I want both of y'all to, you know, fully excel in life. And um, and and I see I see y'all doing so many things. I know that you're going to be on the road. I know that you're going to be working with a lot of major people. You're going to be somebody's MD, which is a musical director. Okay. He's going to definitely be working with a lot of major, major artists. So y'all have heard that now he absolutely will be working with a lot of major artists. I mean, it's a twofold to that. One, he got a mother that's heavily connected in the music industry. Yeah. But even if I was not in the industry, his talent by itself, and that's the part that has me hyped up about you. So sweet. I'm, I'm being very honest. Your talent alone, without you having a mom, a cool mom at that, yeah. without you having that mom, your talent alone is going to get you far. You are going to be a superstar. You already are a superstar. Period. Well, Thank how they say you. it? Period. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. She's so sweet, y'all. I'm being serious. Oh my I'm gosh. being transparent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love you. <laughs> love you too. So, how can people find contact and book you? Oh, please call and book me. Um, 
Let me see. What, what information let's also, let's also say where they can uh, find your book. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So um, you can find me on all social media at Butter B. Rocka. That is B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A. Butter B. Rocka. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. My website is Butter B. Rocka. So you can find me. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely. This, you can Google me. You can find me. Um, um, my book is um, Fear, of Failure, Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying by O. Robinson. I'm using my government name on that. <laughs> and my, um, my um, PR company is O. Robinson PR Media Group. Again, using my government name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to distinguish the two because yeah. the artist is totally different from, you know, me being an author and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you can find me in all of those things and then you can always contact my kids absolutely they can reach me <laughs> oh robinson pr media <laughs> you, you can get in touch with my publicist <laughs> right <laughs> that's awesome so uh for our last question what is one piece of advice you would give to someone out there who wants to go after their dreams and be successful but is afraid to fail um just do it like like i mean don't don't let your gifts go to the graveyard with you. They say that's one of the um the wealthiest places. Mm. All your dreams, all mm. of these skills, all of this stuff just buried and and it's buried because you was too scared to just take a step. You don't have to know all the answers. I promise you I don't know it all. You do not have to know. You just got to do it. And um I do what the, what they call a plan do review where I'll do something and I'll plan it out, I'll do it, and then I'll review it. And if it don't work, go to the next thing. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So for the people. For the people. For the people, can you tell us who you are? Yes. What you do. Yeah. End it with and I am defined. Yes. But can I give some shout outs first? I can. Before coming. I mean, you that, can. that feel that feels like that's about to be my ending. So let Absolutely. me give some shout outs. I want to give a shout out to my amazing boyfriend, Mr. Terrence Hutchison, who has been a very big support person of me and my children. Mm-hmm. And I would like to give a shout out to my family. So now, uh, okay. what am I supposed to say? You're saying who you are, okay. what you do, and okay. end it with I am defined. Okay. So my name is Butter B. Rocca. I am an international recording artist, a best-selling author. I am the mother of kind of. That's the biggest thing on there. I'm the mother of Kindify and DeCorey Robinson. And um, I am defiant, period. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much, Mama. Thank you so much about to be Did rocking. you learn something new about me? I did learn some new things about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's going to quiz me later. I'm, out. <laughs> I'm a little scared. I ain't gonna quiz you. I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> oh my gosh! If you this guys, is your first time asking me yeah, questions. Yeah, If you guys enjoy ep- the episode and you love the stories we're sharing, like Butters, um, subscribe, like, and share our podcast, the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast. You can listen or watch our uh, podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the amazing platforms like that. If you like what you hear. Please leave a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and who you want to hear. Also, you can leave a donate a donation if you want. I uh, really, really appreciate that, especially during this time, because the amazing stories we're sharing, the information is priceless, but hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the link to all that will be at the, the bottom of the description. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine and Podcast, on Instagram and Facebook, at Defiant Ones Mag. You can find me, your host, Christian Kindify Robinson, on Instagram and Facebook, at Kindify, K-I-N-D-A-F-Y-E. And you can check out more about us, who we are, what we do, all these amazing things on our website, as well as get your own online or physical magazine uh, at defiantonesmag.com. Again, that's defiantonesmag.com. The next episode of the Defiant Ones Teen Mag podcast, see, I got too many businesses, will be coming out on May 7th, which is my birthday, guys. Birthday. I'm turning, I'm turning 17. I'm super excited. And you guys are hearing this right now, but uh, this I'm not actually 17 yet. The next when, I'm, when I turn 17, I'll be putting out a podcast next Monday. So stay tuned for that. The next magazine will be coming out will be coming out on May 23rd. I hope you guys like this. I mean, I'm super excited. If you want to become a sponsor, if you want to advertise or be a feature in our magazine or podcast, you can contact us at defiantonesmag at gmail.com. Or again, check us out or contact us on our website, defiantonesmag.com. I think that's all I got for you guys. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much, Butter. It has been a pleasure, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace. I hope you enjoyed that episode. One more time before we close out, I want to give a shout out to our main sponsor once again, DrivenToEmpowerYou.org. Their new powerful and very insightful book entitled Don't Kill Your Vision for Another Man's Baby is a book that will help us all to get through these uncertain times that we're facing right now. Written by Willette M. Hurst, the owner of Driven to Empower You LLC, along with so many other important viewpoints, she reminds us that every human being in this world has at least one gift that is unique and singly deposited in us. But only a few of us are waking up to discover our endowment. And she wants to remind us all that no matter what it looks like or what it feels like, 2020 is and always will be perfect vision. Get your very own copy of Don't Kill Your Vision for Another Man's Baby today, available on Amazon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you later. Peace.